welcome to Talk with Teddy. Thanks for joining us, friends. As an avid writer, a registered nurse, a nutritionist, an educator, and chronic illness sufferer, it's been so fun to start this podcast. I really hope that it has brought you the connection and the inspiration that you need to carry on in your own creative ways and becoming your best selves. Mountain Movers are a high quality, highly reliable moving company who offer to assist you with all of your relocation needs. Find out more and request a discount by contacting our good friend and owner, Jeff Gilbert. Email him at mountainmovers at mail.org and tell him Teddy sent you. I'm sure he'll give you a discount. Hope the day is finding you well. We have a really fun guest coming on today. Her name is Holly, and she is an Ayurvedic gut specialist. I hope I'm saying that right. Ayurvedic? Ayurvedic? We'll find out soon. So she's a a gut specialist. She's a yogini, which I'm guessing means she's a yoga instructor, loves yoga. And she's a flamenco guitarist. Mm, Very, very well-rounded person. So she found her kryptonite in chronic fatigue, candida, food sensitivities, and insomnia. Oh, that's awful. I can relate to the chronic fatigue and food sensitivities, that's for sure. So she nearly spent 25 years figuring out how to get her life back. And now it sounds like her passion is helping other people with these similar issues because she's now an expert. She spent 25 years figuring it out. She's a creative powerhouse now in her 50s and she's got energy to burn. So she helps people with irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, food sensitivities, and microbiome issues to get to the bottom of her digestive struggles with one-on-one consultations and her Gussie Yoga member program. So yeah, I'm kind of excited to talk to her. She sounds like such a fascinating person. I've never met her. So without further ado, I think this Looking Inward series could use a little bit of help Uh, Since we're looking inward, literally, we can look at some gut health issues and and some ideas that she might have uh, to help us with them. So let me bring Holly on the line. Hello, Holly. Hello, Teddy. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. 
Of course. I'm really excited to learn more about you and more about what you do and what you're all up to and stuff. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So you have to tell me how to pronounce this wonderful word. Oh, Ayurveda. Ayurveda? Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. Ayurveda. Okay, perfect. I think I was saying it right. Mm -hmm. Because that's important. Because I think that's a lot of what you do. So tell me, what is Ayurveda? Ayurveda is the science of longevity. And it came up alongside the yoga system. And so it was the, the diet and lifestyle piece that was meant to make us into a good conduit for all of the enlightenment that the yoga system promised. And of course, nowadays, we've got lots and lots of wonderful systems that provide enlightenment, not just the yoga system. So Ayurveda is really helpful for just us becoming good conduits for whatever we want to bring into the world, which apparently these days is a lot. So is Ayurveda related to yoga? It, it is, yes. Okay, okay. But it's, is it just yoga? No, it isn't. It, it's kind it of the science behind the longevity and all of that, like you were saying. Yeah, and it's, you know, I mean, I guess this is the thing is that a lot of times when we think of yoga, we think of physical poses, but we don't think that, you know, maybe there's some dietary things that go along with that. And I don't necessarily mean just being vegetarian. I mean, I'm, I'm not vegetarian, although, I mean, I'm fine with people who are, of course. Um, but the, but there are certain principles of how each of our bodies is built. Oh, absolutely. And then what food is going to support my body the best is maybe a little different than the food that's going to support your body the best. Yes. Well, and I love that we're talking about gut health because this is a looking inward series and we're, we're literally going to look in towards gut health right now. So mm -hmm. I know you have mentioned that in the past you have struggled a little bit with your own food sensitivities and, and issues related to your own gut. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Is that too much information or is that, is that safe grounds for this topic? Yeah, yeah, no, it's safe ground. And, and it, it's nice of you to say a little bit because it was actually a lot. So uh, <laughs> it started off that I had mono back when I was 17. And, oh, I'm sorry. You know, it was just one of those things that happens. And we all have our things that we have to, we all have, we all have the curses that turn into blessings, right? Absolutely. I hear and you. So yeah, so I noticed that I had gotten over the acute phase of it, but even into my early 20s, I was just thinking, wow, this this low energy thing has gone on for far too long and went to my doctor. My doctor had no solution. So I went to a naturopath who uh, was an iridologist and she was able to look at the iris of my eye and tell me that I had all of these things going on, including candida, which is a microbiome issue. Um, and including a lot of food sensitivities. And so she, you know, handed me this, this little, I, I, I can't even remember if it was a specific diet. It might've been a sheet or two and said, here, this is your new diet. And unfortunately, we didn't really know as much about candida diets then as we know now. Um, and so the, it was, it was a learning curve for me. There was an experimental process and so I was on that diet for the better part of five years on and off. And it is quite intense. I do know other people that have been on that diet and it's, 
it's very uh, strict, I would say. It's, you know, it's very strict, but, you know, this is the, this is the thing that I'm, I'm understanding now is that the, the strict, strict diet. And I mean, I, I get it that for Candida, you know, it is strict, but it shouldn't be five years long. <laughs> I hear you. And yeah. so, so for me now, I understand that if a person's got Candida and they haven't got their microbiome back in balance inside of a shorter window of time. I mean, I don't know, maybe just a few months. It shouldn't take longer than that. Um, And a person may be sort of prone to that. So it's like a thing that they may need to manage, but um, yeah, it's like there, there are better ways than just kind of going and slogging it out for five years the way I did. So totally. And one of the things that that uh, was a huge help for me actually was when I started to do yoga. That's when I started to get better, because part yeah, of yeah, that's so interesting. Tell me, like, t- how does that? Tell me how that all works together and connects. Well, it was it was really fascinating because, like I said, I've been on this diet for such a long time, and this friend of mine said, "Hey, there's this free yoga class on Friday nights. Let's go have a girls' night." And so this turned into a weekly thing. And every time after yoga, we go to a restaurant and I would just completely ignore my diet. And within a few weeks, I noticed that the, the, I, I don't like to call it cheating. I like to call it treating. <laughs> of course. I feel the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would have a, I'd have a treat once a week. And then I started to notice that I wasn't feeling terrible after it. And then I was actually feeling pretty good after it. And so that was, that was when the healing really started. So there were two things that I, I came to understand. One was that there was more to the healing than just the diet. And number two, one of the things that I needed to manage better was my own emotional load and my, like, just all of the, the, like my history and, you know, trauma and things like that. And so one of the things that I've started to do, and, and I noticed that when I work with my clients this way too, they tend to heal up pretty quickly. So today I don't have any food sensitivities left. I can even tolerate dairy. Awesome. Yeah. And the bigger victory though, is that I can tell when I'm not digesting certain things well. So I just leave off them in a, in the short term. And I'm, you know, I mean, just until I feel kind of better, which doesn't take long anymore, like a few days. And then, or, or it could be a season. I mean, there are certain foods that don't necessarily work very well seasonally. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. I Totally. The... Totally. I love that. Yeah, I... So you now are kind of, you got into the yoga instructing, I'm assuming. Hey? I did. Yes. I, and I'm, I'm a go big or go home type of person. So I didn't just get into yoga instructing. I took a 600 hour, two year long t- training program. <laughs> Good for you. And it was really because I'm assuming here, you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming it's because you found such a major difference in your own life when you kind of included that into your own healing journey. Yes, actually, that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting story as well, because I'm also a professional musician and I was in. So I had been going to yoga classes and then I found myself with a debilitating injury was in physio. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it was, I was sidelined for a year from it. But when the physiotherapist found out that I did yoga, she said, if you ever stop doing yoga, she said, your playing career is going to be over. So don't stop. And so then I went, well, I'm going to make sure I always have the tools. So that was the thing that took me into studying yoga, which was 
thank goodness I did that. Thank goodness. Good for you. Like there's something to be said about that holding you accountable to be studying it and become kind of a yogini as you say it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I found that, you know, not only did it heal me up, you know, emotionally, not only did it keep me out of repetitive strain injuries, but it also helped, it really helped give me meditation tools. It helped to heal up my body. I mean, I healed scoliosis with it. So yeah, I mean, there's just, I've never looked back from it. Wow. So you've, you've kind of already answered this question. But I want to come back to that crazy cool word Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. Ayurveda. Yes. How can Ayurveda help somebody with these issues? Like how in particular would you answer that? Well, so the thing about Ayurveda is that it's it's customized, as I mentioned earlier. So and it's it's based on type. So when I'm working with clients, I don't have any two clients on the same food and lifestyle protocol. Everybody has their own absolutely unique one. Oh, that's so interesting. And how do you, how do you test for those different types? So I have a, a I mean, I, I, I see it in people as soon as I see people and start asking them questions and I see them on Zoom and things like that, then I can kind of see from their facial features and so on, you know, what, what their type is. And I talk to them about what agrees with them and what doesn't. And, you know, most people are, I mean, a lot of people are fairly aware in terms of, oh, yes. well, you know, I, or they can even just tell me what they don't like and I start to get clues. Uh, but I, but I also do have like a test that I can go through with them to, to it's like a point system. Um, but then, so then I end up figuring out their overall type, but I also figure out their digestive type. Okay. And that's a really important piece because, and in, in yoga we, or in Ayurveda, we talk about the digestive fire and we use fire as a metaphor. And I mean, you know how it is when you have a campfire and it's burning really, really hot and you go and you throw another log on it and it just goes poof and it, you know, eats through it, burns through it too fast. Yeah. A bunch of smoke. Yes. Um, so that's, that's one type that tends to burn too fast and too hot. Okay. There's another type that tends to burn too slow and cold. And so if you think of a campfire that's with wet wood, it, okay. can, be, it can be a bit like that. And then there's, there's yep. another one that's variable. It can go back and forth between the two. Okay. And so, yeah. So when- Isn't that interesting? Because even just you saying that, like I could guess which one I was. So. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Would you like to share? Which one do you think you are? Well, I have, I have a lot of chronic illnesses as well. Uh-huh. So I have um, something called vascular Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And with that, I have the POTS or the postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which is basically my circulation is not the greatest mm-hmm. and my blood tends to pool down towards my feet and, and it's just not the greatest. So people with that syndrome often uh, suffer from gastroparesis. And I wouldn't say that I'm that bad off, but I would definitely say I would be the the slow burn um, takes me a little bit longer to digest things. I'm not a vegetarian, but I could easily survive and thrive as one because I find I, it takes me a little bit longer to digest uh, proteins and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like, like, Very looks interesting. like you've got that nailed. And so, so, you know, if, if when, whenever I go to work with someone, once I've nailed their digestive type and for, I mean, in your case, it's, you've got it nailed fairly simply, but for some people it's actually fairly complicated. 
Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. But then I then I take a look at the the diet or the foods list that would work for that person's type, and it's not just the list of foods; it's also how they're prepared and how they're seasoned. Absolutely. Like I've even found I'm sensitive to eggs now. So I, I eat like a, probably like a rabbit. I don't know. I eat a lot of veggies and, (laughs) and I do eat meats, but it has to be earlier on in the day. And I kind of stay away from the red meats for the most part and everything in moderation. But yeah, I'd be super interested to talk more with you later about that kind of stuff or now whenever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that though. That's fantastic. You've really become an expert in that sort of thing. It's a lot of fun, you know, and then, and then what's cool is that I've also developed, I, I feel that I've had to take into consideration, you know, especially when it comes to food sensitivities, it's just like, well, what are the categories of foods? I mean, in, in Ayurveda, we have a, uh, we have a general idea of that. Um, but just, just as an example, um, for the, there's one type that doesn't do very well with cruciferous foods. So meaning things like broccoli and yes. cauliflower and all those guys. So yeah. they get very, pretty gassy from that and don't yes. digest well. So but then even within that list, I can pinpoint it and, and I use a pendulum to determine or, or muscle testing, whatever a person is more comfortable with. Right. right. Because, because mm-hmm. our bodies know, you know, totally. our bodies know, and you know, the universe knows, <laughs> the universe knows what's good for us. Sometimes we just don't want to listen. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I know. I hear you. I've done the muscle testing in the past. <laughs> Uh, back when we were having fertility issues before we realized, yeah, it probably isn't in the cards for us at this point. Aww. But yeah, we did some muscle testing and kind of validated some of my uh, my thoughts around my own food sensitivities that, yeah, okay, I was right. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty intuitive to stuff like that, I guess, or I can, I'm very self-aware of how my body's doing with Most stuff Most like people that. are more aware than they think they are. I mean, I had a client who had had food poisoning at one point and her whole, like the, her whole way of eating was just off. So she came to me when I gave her the foods list for the type that, uh, and, and it didn't help that she was kind of, you know, at that stage of life where she's starting to go through menopause. So it's like a lot of times things get turned a bit upside down then, but I gave her the foods list and she looked at it. She went, Oh my gosh, these are all the things that I've been craving. And I just thought I was being such a princess. so so, and there's that emotional piece again too right you know like absolutely not not always you know what whatever whatever that is for a person I mean it's it's different and it's the same for all of us you know thinking well that emotional stress wreaks havoc on your 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 digestive system on your entire body absolutely absolutely and then what's cool is that that same client in coming to my yoga program was telling me the other day that her digestion is better than it's been in seven years. Isn't that mm-hmm. amazing? And I, mean, I love what we're that. doing in the yoga program is just, it's not, it's not complicated. It's like a short practice. It's not very long, but I think what it does to be honest is it just, helps the body to reset its nervous system and then of course we know that the nervous system as it relates to the gut and the gut brain axis and that whole thing that's just that's almost like its own its own nervous system in terms of you know the the effect that it has on us absolutely so 
what would you say is unique about your approach to yoga? Is it your informed knowledge behind its connection with the gut stuff? Do you do anything differently in the actual yoga practice? Uh, you know, in, in some of the yoga practice, I mean, I, I do adjust poses to balance for each individual's constitution and to accommodate digestion that either moves too quickly or too slowly. So, so there is a little bit of that, but even more importantly, um, it's, it's just that it's not about the poses. It's about the people and it's non-competitive. It's, you know, we're, we're constantly, I just find that some of the people in my class have had, they just have too many physical restrictions to do an ordinary yoga class. And I mean, one of them was just saying, I just like, I've gone to yoga classes and just hate them because the teacher's a pretzel and half the people in the class are pretzels. And I just feel like I'm completely incompetent. So, you know, if someone's got too many restrictions and having had scoliosis, I know exactly what it's like to have restrictions. So I've. Yes. And you're accommodating accommodating to all all of that. And then the people who come to my class who do also go to ordinary yoga classes, they do that plus mine because they said they're finding that they're getting things out of mine that they don't normally get out of the regular too, right absolutely so, so it almost sounds like it's it's a more tailored approach to helping people and helping them where they're well, and at it's, and it's gentle right so we're not talking about doing headstands or handstands or you know becoming you know members of the Cirque du Soleil we're the the poses are there for us we're not there for them is the way that I would say it so absolutely, we're just doing absolutely. simple classical poses that very often, so far in my experience, you don't see a lot of that in, in, or, or, or if you go to a regular yoga class, I mean, regular, even what is that, right? There's so many different styles of yoga, but it can be hard to find yoga that's gentle enough. And at the same time yes. is challenging enough. So, yes. I love that because as somebody with the the orthostatic tachycardia, like I have to be very careful and I have done yoga in the past and I'm having a flare up this last year, which is making things a little more difficult to stay active and stuff, but I can still tolerate some of it. So it's nice to hear that there are classes out there that would accommodate um, kind of where you're at. I'd love to invite you to my class. You're welcome in my class. I would love to come sometime. Are you still holding them right now? I've, I've, all my classes online oh that's fantastic so it's very uh very adjustable or adaptable to this pandemic situation and it's and it's um one of the things that i love about it too and i i never ever thought i would do this but my classes are half an hour two of them are half an hour each week and one of them is 45 minutes in the week and like I say, I never thought I would do that because I just, I was always the person that wanted to do a long yoga class, but what I see, and I love hearing that it's a half an hour because exactly. that's doable. And that's, that's what people were telling yeah. me is that this length of time is good. And, you know, some people were, some people came in that said, well, I'm just used to doing longer classes. It's like, well then go do the longer classes because obviously they agree with them anyway. Yes. They mm-hmm. work well with those. But I think, for some people, they just I need love to be that. able to fit it into their day. And, and clearly, yes, these people can absolutely. get the benefit from, from doing it in just a half hour, right? Yes. So it's not that you couldn't. I mean, there's always a replay. So if you want to, you know, pause and do it for longer next time or put two of them together, people can do that. But 
So do you take time with all of your yoga members to kind of explain how the gut health is related to your practice at all? Or is that a separate thing that you... another service it's another service however when people are working with me one-on-one i guess them into the yoga membership so that they try it out and get the benefit of it and and then if they if they like it they can they can continue doing it once their one-on-one package is finished absolutely absolutely okay one last Mm -hmm. question i have for you tell me and i and i'm all about the emotional side of life and kind of dealing with the the inner fears and issues and issues we have from childhood and dealing with them my husband always tells me I should have been a psychologist but um tell me a little bit more or the listeners a little bit more who don't know how is the gut health related to or connected to our well, emotions okay so we we refer to I mentioned earlier the digestive fire and the digestive fire refers to our overall power of digestion. So it doesn't refer to just food. It also refers to our ability to process emotions, impressions, and experiences. And it contains the power for transformation of life itself and, and in life. So anytime you want to create something new in your life and you need to overcome something or, I mean, you know how it is with, with, any kind of experience, you always have to kind of sift and sort and go, well, this is the part that's useful. And that's the part I'm just going to not pay too much attention to. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to throw it away. That, that literally is digestion, right? But it's, it happens that way with, with emotions and, and as I said, impressions and experiences as well. So, um, so one of the things that I've noticed, and I referenced this for myself in my own journey as well, is that when a person seems to not be getting results just from dealing with food, then right away I end up, I mean, I always find out what they're doing for exercise as well, because that's important. But I also just check in and see what, what is their emotional load like in life? Do they have a lot going on in their current life? Did they have a lot going on in their past? And, and are there some things that need to be cleared out so that they can, so that they can carry on and process a little bit better. Yeah. So so. true. So true. I love that. It really seems like you take such a good holistic approach and that just seems really not just reasonable, but but it seems effective to me from the sounds of, it is sounds of what you're telling me. I think the thing that's been most surprising to me is how effective it is so quickly because it took me such a long time to, to, get a handle on the whole thing myself but Mm -hmm. isn't that always the way it is it takes us forever so that then we can go on and go forward and help other people kind of have easier time than we exactly and I I love what you said too about you know your husband saying that you should have been a psychologist and one of the things that I I'm noticing in life and maybe you have too is that we've actually got even better tools available now we've got tools we've got technology help us absolutely do do the things that used to take 20 years of psychology well and I feel like now there's such a push for this vulnerability Mm -hmm. aspect where before like it was taboo to talk about your gut health and your digestion and and Mm -hmm. and even your emotions right where we're lucky that we're now living in a day and age where 
being more self-aware and more vulnerable and open and honest about the hard things is more um, supported where I don't think it was as much yes, and, in the past. And what I'm in, what I'm noticing interestingly in, especially with the events that are arising now is not only is it supported, but it's absolutely required, you know, just, yes, nothing, it's, it's nothing absolutely. short of that. We have to go the whole distance now as, as humans. Absolutely. Yeah, we live in such an interesting day and age, especially with this pandemic going on now, like emotions are probably higher now than they were before. And, and there's a lot and we've all got a lot of time on our hands, especially those of us that are kind of stuck at home self isolating just for our own health or safety or the government requirements, whatever it may be, but we have the time. So why not take that time and well, and you know what I'm noticing, Teddy, is that every time I feel like I'm just so done with it, and it would be the moment when ordinarily I would go out and go to a coffee shop or call up a friend and go spend some time with them. When I sit and stay in that, then I realize that there's there's some kind of a breakthrough that was ready to happen, and I was resisting Absolutely. it. And it's such a human nature thing to do to try to resist it. But there is something to be said about just we uh, I just recorded an episode a couple of episodes back on triggers. And because I think a lot of people are dealing with triggers right now. And there's something to be said about holding the space and acknowledging it and labeling it so that we can just be with it and just take a breath with it and be there with it so that we can kind of work our way through it and eventually let it go in a healthy way instead of just pushing yes, it off absolutely. and avoiding it right? absolutely and and the more we do it the faster we get oh it i love it absolutely absolutely oh i love it this has been such a good I've talk with you um do you have um, any last thoughts you know the thing the that thing you want that to share I, I really just feel so passionately about and and what we recognize in ayurveda is that the gut is the seat of overall health so whatever's going on in your gut is eventually going to spread to the rest of your body, whether that's health and vitality or whether it's, you know, breakdown. And so the thing that I always like to say to people is that if you think you've got even minor gut problems, then get them sorted out so that you can be healthy and happy down the road and, and you can just enjoy, just enjoy your life. Right. Because it's, it's wonderful that we get to be in these fantastic bodies. (laughs) I could not agree more. I am very passionate about nutrition. I went through a stint where I, I did some nutritional consulting, and I think we have some very similar views on on how important gut health really is and how it really does affect every aspect of your life, for mm-hmm. sure, and especially your emotions. I love it. Well, Holly, this has been awesome. How can people get um, in touch with you? They can get in touch with me through my website, which is www.bitesizedlifestyle.hollyblazina.com. Are you going to have show notes, Teddy? I can have show notes and I will definitely include that, that website in the show notes. It's not going to work so well. For no problem. To all that and spell my last properly. Well, and yes, I'm looking at it now and it's bite dash sized and people might not realize that. So I will definitely include that in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day, Holly. It was lovely speaking with you and having a good reminder about how important gut health really is. And uh, knowing that there's amazing people like you out there that can uh, help people oh, out when they need so a little much, bit of Teddy. a boost. I really appreciate having you 
And I'm and I'm gonna go and check out some of your yoga classes. I'm gonna go to your website. Yeah, right now absolutely. And, and, and I have out. to say, I have not <laughs> updated that on my website yet. So if there, if you or one of your listeners is interested in the yoga classes and you're not finding it on the website, just contact me by email and I'll I'll hook you up. <laughs> so perfect, awesome. Thank Thanks, you so you much, Teddy. Holly. I really appreciate it. Uh, you too. All right. Have a Bye good one. Now. Thanks for listening, friends. Don't forget to leave us a review, share your favorite podcast episode with others, and spread the love. Have a great day and keep becoming your best self.